you know what this is, by the way? What, the marker? No, this. This is it a, a panel that... It's just a white stick. Yeah. Uh, which has three crosses on this side and three on this side. Gives us how many in total? How many in total? There is six crosses there. Good start if you amazed some of the answers we get. If I get rid of one, that leaves how many? It's five. Okay, golden rule number one. Whatever happens on one side happens on the other side too. Don't worry, we'll start again for those of you that weren't quite ready. Remember when we had a stick with three crosses on each side? Cool. If I get rid of this one here and this one here, that leaves us with the one on the top, yes? Yeah. Not the two that were down the bottom. <laughs> Look, we'll slow it down. We'll lose the middle one. And when you lose the middle one, it leaves us with the fun one. Do you know why we call it the fun one? Call it the fun one because you can flick it up to the top. <laughs> Wait a second, it will come back down. Now, if I get rid of that, that gets rid of everything, but it still leaves the ink on the finger. Yeah. Now, as long as you've got the ink on the finger, you can throw it back. Check it out. Have a look. Like I am holding this, and this is infuriating. Already, yeah. Like this. this look, look at this. This is just a white stick. Yeah, you know, white stick. Nah. They sell them in the back of Ollivanders and Diagon Alley. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get started, I just have a few short messages. First off, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this podcast. It's the best way to help us grow and help me get on bigger and better guests. Also, don't forget you can pre-order my book, To the Moon, The GameStop Saga, right now by following the links in the description below. We've also got a few quick sponsors for the show today. Keep It 100 with Dakota and Chorsey is a podcast that takes an inside look at the relationship of two friends and what shapes them. It might be all about two friends, but the show is far from sweet and wholesome. It's not for the faint of heart, so don't listen if you're overly sensitive or around your grandma, unless you want a lecture about the degradation of society. If you've always dreamed of a podcast where they can discuss whether gerbils masturbate, or pitch a Pad Thai Hentai fusion restaurant, then this is the podcast for you. Though, if that is what you're dreaming of, I would like to refer you to a psychiatrist. New episodes of Keep It 100 are released every Monday, and you can check out their website at ki100pod.com for new episodes, merch, and to sign up for their newsletter completely free. That's Keep It 100, available wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it nasty, keep it 100. Links for everything will be in the description below. So check them out and then please enjoy the podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lovely. So hello and welcome to another episode of Chatter. Today I am here with Magic Man London. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be a fun one, I think. I, I've not in, in, uh, interviewed a magician before and you already blew my mind with some of your tricks. So um I'm looking forward to seeing some of this. Uh, some cool stuff. Yeah. Am I right. out in the real world? <laughs> yeah. I mean, first time for, for me getting to, to really have some time to interact with a, a magician. So yeah. yeah you've, already, you've already displayed to me that I should never trust anyone playing cards. That I can't I tell everyone that. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
yeah, let's just start with uh, you know, what what is what is magic, man? What what is wow. it? Wow, wow, go straight in with a hardcore question. What is magic? I think it's kind of a sense of disbelief, like something that you don't normally see. Uh, I'm lucky that I get to see it every day, and I think that everyone should see live magic at least once in their life. Um, but nothing I do is like magical. I use cards, coins, and uh, other stuff to get magic into your head, and then your brain does all the hard work for me. Um, that's the way I look at it anyway. It's just about having fun. That's magic at the end of the day. If you can put a smile on someone's face, you've done your job. If you can make it memorable, even better. Um, and yeah, just have fun. I think that's what magic is. Have fun doing what you do. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a sense of wonder that you're 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 really like giving people a that feeling. It's like we were talking about before that they're, they're five years old again. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness! I stole my nose. <laughs> <laughs> or the old thumb trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is is yeah? Is that the most basic magic trick? Uh there's probably easier ones because yeah, the thumb one's not as easy as people. I only found out about it like six years ago. <laughs> so that's when I went, everyone like, you know how to do this one, don't you? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I know how to do like really complex sleight of hand, which when you get really professional, you actually just use the easy stuff, which is so much nicer. So you start off learning the easy stuff, then you go on to the medium and then the hard stuff. And then you realize the best reactions come from the easy stuff. <laughs> it's like, thanks, all those hours of practice, but they are worth it. Mm. Um, yeah, and we practice between three and five hours every other day. Yeah, but it's you're not sitting down in like those three to five hours. You're doing it in like half hour segments. But you enjoy it. It's like you, you try everything. Uh, if you haven't got a method for something and you want to make a coin vanish, drop it on the floor. It's an awful method, but it's a start. I mean, it's, um, is the, do you enjoy the simple tricks more? Is, do, you, do you have like a genre of tricks that you prefer above all the others? I think magic that happens in people's hands is the best sort of magic. Uh, I'll do one in you later and you'll be like, no, no, you can't do that. Because if I've got a pack of cards in my hands, I can manipulate them in a certain way. When you're holding onto a card, there's nothing I can really do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm like in the hand, is the best place for it to happen. So how was Hogwarts when you went? Amazing. Yeah. The, the film doesn't make it look as good. But in the end, they kind of blow it up, basically. It's like, don't do that. Or what about all the hiding places? But yeah, obviously in Gryffindor. Mm. Um, put the sorting hat on. I was just like, yeah, I thought I need to be in Gryffindor. Mm. Uh, yeah, Hogwarts Express. Not as comfy as it looks. No? No. What about the little chocolate frogs? Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're like, when you break them open, they're like strawberry and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so how long, when you're, when you're first, like, when you were first learning, what, what age did you start? I uh, got into it and I was about six years old. My dad used to do it as a hobby. Uh, showed me the basic trick, you know, the one where you take a coin, make it disappear, pull it from behind someone's ear. Mm. Um, and the second you see that as a six-year-old, it's the best thing in the world. So I want to know, I want to know. And then you find out how it works. So, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> so that's the one downside about being a magician. You know how everything works. And then you don't care anymore. 
because you see the reactions on people's faces and all of a sudden you're forgetting about the methods you're just having fun doing it and that's where the real magic happens when you're no longer thinking a bit like driving a car when you first start learning it's like down on the clutch come off the accelerator find the biting point stalled a few times that's what magic is and then the more you do it the more relaxed you get with it you turn on the ignition and you drive you don't think about anything else so yeah, that's where my magic's got to in the last six, seven years. Just suddenly overnight, you start noticing the small things that make the big difference. Okay. So what what point were you not, what point was the first time when you really, you were, you were, you felt like it wasn't frustrating anymore? Like how long does it take to get to that point where you're not, you're not worrying about messing up, you're just able to have a little bit of fun? I don't think you ever worry about messing up because okay. it's not like you're a brain surgeon. If you make a mistake in that, yeah, you've got issues. If I get the wrong card, so what? And I think you can apply that to so many different things. People going, what if this happens? What if that happens? It's like, well, just deal with it. Yeah, just have fun doing it. It's like, I've got friends who have like jobs in the city and they hate what they do. It's just like, well, change your job. It's like, no, it's like, well, why not? Well, it puts them outside their comfort zone. Um, I will literally talk to anyone um, and do pretty much anything within the law. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify that. <laughs> but yeah, the worst case scenario is someone goes, no. So, okay, rephrase it. Yeah, people are afraid of no. It's like, don't be. Like, that just means it's not right for that person. Um, not everyone loves magic. I've done enough events that you'll find those one or two people that go, oh, no, I don't believe in magic. We can normally convert them. But you get the, some of the people that just cross their arms. It's like, no, no matter what you do, you can bring an elephant into the room and I don't care. Um, yeah, and there's no point trying to convert them. So you can't please everyone. But like social media, everyone sees that kind of Instagram life and it's like, oh, look, he's out doing this, he's out doing that. But it's like there's some days where you just can't be bothered. Um, but no one posts that. <laughs> so yeah, as good as Instagram and social media looks, lots happens behind the scenes. Like we do have bad days. And we have bad gigs as well. Um, there's that old saying, if someone goes, I've never had a bad gig, they haven't done enough. <laughs> yeah, we've died before. Like done trips that haven't worked like, on big tables. Like this is the man paying you and you've just messed it up. So what? Move on. Don't focus on the mistakes. Like, you know when you go to a bar and they've got that big tray of glasses and they drop them on the floor and everyone cheers. But the barman's already got the next round of glasses in. He's not paying attention to the ones he's just dropped. Mm -hmm. So if I drop a card on the floor, or I'll probably make a trick out of it, as long as it lands face down. If it doesn't, so what? Have fun. Improvise. <laughs> no, I think we've all been there in life. But like, how much, how much, of, how much of your tricks are planned out you know like the exact start to end because i know that the at least some some magicians and some tricks that when you start the trick yeah. you're not sure where you're going to finish with it you've got like a, numerous different possibilities yeah. of what direction it can go just depending on what happens so there's some that i know start to finish and i don't know where they're going but other times yeah i'll just wing it based on the person I'm performing for. Mm. So it will work on one person, won't work on the other person, which is where reading people is all of a sudden so important mm. uh, and knowing when to do them. So if you're doing like the stick trick, which I'll do in a bit, 
you can't do that in the middle or something. That's got to be the opening trick because it's designed as an opener. So you've got your openers, your middles, and your closers. Um, again, depends on the audience. If you're doing it in a group of people, it's different from if you're doing it one-on-one. -on -one. And there's a trick to do at corporate events that you wouldn't do at a wedding. <laughs> uh, or hen days. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to get them mixed up. Um, but it's having the lines kind of at the back of your head. If someone throws a statement out, just have something that combats it in a nice way. So I think when people are starting magic and they're like, someone, they're making a mistake and someone goes, oh, I saw what you did there. They apologize. So what for? We make mistakes. Uh, and then the more you do it, you build up the stock lines. So if someone goes, I saw what you did there. It's like, great, so did I. And it just diffuses the whole situation. You're not focusing on that moment. Um, I've had tricks in the past where someone's chosen the card, signed it, and I go, jumps into the wallet. They take the wallet out and it's a completely different card. And it's like, that's oh, not yours, is it? But And then you kind of wing it, see what happens. So yeah, we have fail safes built in. Um, but there's some tricks that if they're gonna go wrong, will go wrong and there's nothing you can do. And it's really nice to do, knowing that this could go wrong. Um, but you always need someone there. Mm. So many magic tricks are kind of, look how clever I am, whereas I like bouncing off other people. It's just like the ones we were doing beforehand, but you kept on choosing the same cards. <laughs> and it's like how <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i personally thought that was that was maybe on purpose and then for a tiny moment in my head i was just like are they all the same card yep <laughs> that, that's the place that everyone goes to first because it's the first rational thought mm. uh there's one trick i do uh you get someone to and they keep on choosing the same card it's like they're all the same and you spread the pack on the table and they're all jokers apart from theirs oh that would be absolutely incredible yeah so what, what was the like obviously you've had a lot of successful tricks yes what was the worst like mess up that you did the what like the, the just just the, every plan and every sort of thing just out the window like no 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 that just didn't work at all uh did card through window in a bar in london about five years ago really nice bar in the city and i get the pack cards and i throw it towards the window not realizing the glass isn't as strong as I think it is, and the pack goes through the window. <laughs> and it's like, well, your card's now on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're prepared with the good punchline. Yeah, and that's what it's got to be. You've got to do it enough that if it goes wrong like that, you don't go, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, it's make a joke out of it. And then you leave the cards on the street, and you've got another pack of cards on the go. And everyone's like, they forget about the smash window. <laughs> I mean, I guess more rioters should learn that skill. Yeah. It's ability a... to make people forget about the smash window. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the bar was like, well, we're right, then I'll replace them anyway. Thanks. <laughs> so, like, when you're, when you're planning out um, a show, how much of is it? How much of it is like pre-prepared? Like, do you, do you have like your set list in the same way a, a musician would, or do you have say just like you've got obviously quite a repository of tricks after yeah. after ten years at this point? Yeah. But like, do you do you know which ones that you're gonna do in what order? Like you say, you've got the opener. Yeah. Good, but do you do apart from say the opener and maybe you you've got some good closing tricks like in between? Or are you just like winging it? Is like like improvising? So or? at the back of our head, there is that set list which 
in a worst case scenario, we can jump back to. Uh, but when you're working, people will go, there's this line I use, like, does anyone have a pack of cards? The amount of people that know when there's going to be a magician there will bring them a pack of cards going, use these. It's like, okay. And it makes it more amazing. So going back to the beginning when you said, what's magic? Borrowing, borrowing an object is a lot better than me taking out my pack of cards, but I can't rely on it. Um, yeah, and I give the packs away normally at the end to prove there's nothing. And it would infuriate people on that tiny bit more. It's just like, how? He's just given them to us. It's like, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's like when I do a wedding, I use a blank pack. Uh, so rather than having the design on the front, I get people to write a message. So at the end, you get a bride and groom the pack of cards and there's 52 messages on it. That's a nice little... Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a lovely little little sort of memento as yeah. well as like it it's definitely adds a bit of flair to the trick. Plus it means you've been working. <laughs> <laughs> if you suddenly give them like four cards, it's like, okay. And people aren't used to seeing a blank card. So it's kind of a magical thing to start with. Um, but yeah, the rest of the time we use these little things. Um, yeah, which are my little babies. <laughs> so what's, what is your favorite trick to perform? It's got to be the stick. Yeah, yeah, stick my little baby. Okay, well that's that's a good that's a good re that's a good excuse to 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 be able to do with you then. It is, isn't it? Here we go. I wore the sleeves actually. Don't think I'm cheating. I am, just not the way you expect. <laughs> Here we go. And we haven't been drinking, so we're, we're all good. Mm. Here we go. Do you know what this is, by the way? What the marker? No, this. This is it a, a panel that it's just a white stick. Yeah. Uh, which has three crosses on this side and three on this side, gives us how many in total? How many in total? There is six crosses there. Good start if you amazed some of the answers we get. If I get rid of one, that leaves how many? It's five. Okay, golden rule number one. Whatever happens on one side happens on the other side too. Don't worry, we'll start again for those of you that weren't quite ready. Remember when we had a stick with three crosses on each side? Cool, if I get rid of this one... Here and this one here, that leaves us with the one on the top, yes? Yeah. Not the two that were down the bottom. <laughs> Look, we'll slow it down, we'll lose the middle one. And when you lose the middle one, it leaves us with the fun one. Do you know why we call it the fun one? Call it the fun one, because you can flick it up to the top. <laughs> Wait a second, it will come back down. Now, if I get rid of that, that gets rid of everything, but it still leaves the ink on the finger. Yeah. Now, as long as you've got the ink on the finger, you can throw it back. Check it out, have a look. And this is infuriating already yeah like this, this look look at this this is just a white stick yeah you know, a white stick nah. they sell them in the back of Ollivanders and Diagon Alley <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the trick nine times out of ten I'll open with because mm. no one's really seen it before and it beats a card trick hands down because if you get a pack of cards out walking up to a group they're like, oh, we've seen this. Mm. You have no idea what we can do with a pack of cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is that stereotype of it's a card trick. You'll choose a card, I'll find it. So you've got to get as far away from that as you can. Um, ask someone to name one or just be almost too fair. It's like there's the no, there's the too perfect principle. If something's too perfect, you've got to put a mistake in. And it's like, that's the hardest thing to do. Mm. Like make it look like a genuine mistake when it's not. <laughs> that's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. How much? So obviously, people think that like a lot of magic is 
just sleight of hand and obviously it is yeah there's a serious amount of yeah. skill involved in, in in practicing with your hands and like the deck and getting the feel for whatever you're doing the tricks with but there's a lot of psychology involved oh, fuck it, in, yeah so so like at what point when you were starting to sort of dabble in magic like from the from the coin and yeah. beyond, did you realize how much of it is like mind games as well as like your, your own sort of skill so I reckon the psychology probably came in five, six years ago without really, without like realizing it. And then all of a sudden it's like, hang on a minute, let's look into this a bit deeper. And the second you find stuff out, you dig as far as you can. Um, so some magicians I know don't go down the psychological route. It's like, fine, you're missing out on so much more. Um, like knowing how to read people. When we walk into a room, let's say we're doing a drinks reception. The last thing you want is to kind of walk in and someone goes, oh, look, here's something. Mm. You want to go in, you want to grab a drink, you want to talk to people, and then we can start. Um, it's like, you know, when you get off the train or get off the bus, you don't suddenly walk. You go, right, here I am. This is where I need to get to. Think of an event as the same way as getting off the bus. Um, yeah, like you need to know how to read the room. And that's what experience teaches you. Mm. So you don't go, like, diving into... Like I don't know, maybe you've read like some deep psychological books, or you like taught you you've like really de delve into no, like you really delve into the psychology yeah. of how to screw people's heads, or is that just something that you learn like intuitively as you're as you're sort of getting better at doing the tricks? Is that something that you've picked up, or is that something like you actually so some of it you pick up, uh, other things you read or TED talks are great. If you go onto like the TED website and type in psycho like psychology. There's loads of stuff. Or just listen to like TED Talks, watch them. Um, even if you have no interest in the subject. Because that's where your ideas come from. What do you mean? So there was one a while ago talking about optical illusions and stuff like that. I thought that's got nothing to do with magic, but I'll watch it anyway. And all of a sudden you're going, hang on, how's that working? And it's just messing with your head. Mm. Uh, a great one is there's a chat called Apollo Robbins. Uh, it's called The Gentleman Thief. Amazing pickpocket. And if you search for him on like TED Talks, it's one of those things that you keep on watching again and again and again. Um, and you always learn something different every time you watch it. Mm. Uh, and there's a little chat called Brian who sits at the back of your head. So when you ask a question and Brian needs to go and have a think, well, he's not looking forward. So you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, because I guess, I guess that's really what, like what you're doing is like you're A, misdirecting people and messing with their head yeah because and that's like that's the, yeah, the the two fundamentals in a way of, of, of a good show yeah so someone years ago did an event when you do stuff differently to other magicians i went oh god here we go she went at no point did i feel like i looked away and it's like okay that's the important bit if they think for a second they looked away and missed something mm. i think you've kind of failed whereas if they go i didn't look away i didn't let go yeah, that's when you really start messing with people. Yeah, but I mean, I guess if, if they've looked away, then they feel that that you've done something in however that split second was, that they've missed something. Yeah. Whereas when they're looking directly at what they think, at least, is the thing that they need to be looking directly at, you still screw, you still manage to trick them. Then, yeah. Then they're just going, wait, hang on. Look, 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 look. Yeah, <laughs> there's that beautiful moment when the body goes, just give up. <laughs> He's got you one way or another.
Do people get like angry sometimes? Occasionally you can see it coming. So you just whack another trick in mm. to like really annoy them. And then it gets to that level where they just, yeah, they kind of go, you know what, there's no point. Mm. Um, but yeah, there are some people, if you're out in a bar or something like that, you always start with the bloke. Because if you do it on the woman first, they might think you're trying to nick them. <laughs> well, like, this is like, okay, so my next trick, I'm going to make your girlfriend disappear. Right? Yeah, you can have her back tomorrow. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, is that is that is that why you, you really went for magic with yeah. other women? Yeah, mm. <laughs> let's be honest. How good is it for? No comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can get away with stuff. So I remember doing a launch party years ago with like club in London, and uh, I was outside because they had like a VIP area outside, and there was a woman wearing a onesie. And I got her to choose a card, put the card in, made it disappear. I'm like, guess where it is, insurance, wherever you want it to be. I was like, right, okay. I got my hand, went down the onesie and took the card out. And everyone's like, you get paid for that. Oh, yeah. I went, yeah, more importantly, I don't get arrested for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's listening, to, it's understanding your audience. For the love of God, if you're outside a bar, and they don't say that, don't do it. This disclaimer first. It's don't, like, don't yeah. look it's like, I'm a magician. It's like, yeah, you try explaining that to the play. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, don't go sticking your hand down people's onesies. Yeah. Unless they ask. <laughs> Unless they ask. Um, so who, who would you say your biggest inspiration as a magician is? Uh, probably my dad to start with, because he's the one that got me into it. Um, and I think when you're growing up, it's like, oh, we'll keep him occupied for a month or two. And then, oh God, he's actually doing it as a career. Um, and then you amaze them with it. So years ago, uh, I was doing a Christmas party. My dad was going to the same one as a guest. And I think it was the first time he saw the difference of me practicing at home to actually performing. It's a whole different ball game. You're, you're yourself plus like 10%. And he went, Everyone listens to your every word. It's like, you can do anything. I'm like, yeah, but you have to be relaxed about it. The second you get cocky about it, you've gone too far. Again, reading your audience, know how far you can push it. Nothing I say is dodgy. Um, unless I'm doing a handle or something like that, and then I can push it a bit. But yeah, that's the lovely thing about innuendos. I can say something that if a child's listening, sounds completely innocent. Adults, because we've got dirty minds, just jump straight to the worst case scenario. Yeah. Oh yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's another thing, listen to people. Once you've done a trick, listen. Because that's where you get some of your best lines from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. People are, like talking off the cuff, if they're, especially if they're a little bit drunk, you know, their mind goes filthy yeah. and you get some good, good yeah. Uh, it's normally the women who come up with the filthy stuff. Yeah. It's like one of them, I was doing an event, and it seemed to be the higher like, end events seemed to bring out the worst in people. Because they're <laughs> smartly dressed, and all of a sudden, like, the worst is coming out. And there was a woman, smartly dressed, I reckon mid-50s. Mid I was like, okay, I think I've got a good judge of character, like good sense of humour and everything. And someone went, can you pull a rabbit from your hat? And she went, no, but I bet he can pull a hair from his ass." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fucking brilliant I'm remembering that 
And I would have never have come up with that. And it's, it's a bit like the stick. It's like, do you know what this is? I've had every answer underneath the sun. And then someone went, it's just a stick. It's like, that's, that's what I need. Um, that's so funny, man. My, my mind immediately went to, yeah, no, no, it's a Smurf sex toy. <laughs> someone the other day went, is it a COVID test? And I went, no, it's been around longer than that. And he went, yeah, we can go slightly rude here. Um, <laughs> the chat went, I said, what do you mean, the COVID test? And he said, well, if you put it up kind of your backside, is if, if you can smell it, you haven't got it. And if you can taste it, you haven't got it either. I was like, okay, I remember that one. So yeah, the one at the back of the head, just in case you need them. Uh, yeah. How many of the lines do you have prepared? Like the, the yeah, the, the cheeky innuendo. So how much of it is like? Oh, none. Cut? Yeah. It's just like, if someone says something, the brain goes, don't worry, got this. Mm. Yeah. Because if you have to think about it, you've lost that moment. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, but how, how, how often are you like recycling the same innuendos? I don't know. Because mm. the brain just, does what it needs to do um and if it doesn't work it's like okay i'll give it two or three events and if the lines aren't hitting as they normally are it's like am i saying it in the right tone uh if i am maybe they're just like not relevant anymore and so come up with new ones yeah so how, how how were you especially at the beginning in the actual sort of performance stagecraft because uh, obviously like you've alluded to it's it's uh it's about how you're delivering some of the stuff yeah. and it's about how you're how you're yeah how you just how you're presenting yourself and it, you, you mentioned your dad knows people are hanging on your every word yeah. obviously that takes probably a little bit of getting used to in order to to sort of get on top of in, in like and learn how yeah. to handle that yeah that doesn't happen overnight no <laughs> it's just like listen to me just follow everything i do um it's mostly done by going to bars and everything and road testing stuff because you need drunk people. Because drunk people unintentionally will mess it up for you. And if you can deal with people in a bar when they're drunk, you can deal with anything. <laughs> <laughs> as as someone who ran um, an Apri ski bar in which the the end of the night, well, I say all the day and all the night was just the drunkest people you can imagine. And it was my job to literally get them that drunk and then deal with them. Yep. I'm aware as to how badly drunk people can fuck things for you. Yep. But it sets you up for life. So mm. if you can deal with that, a corporate event, a wedding, it's the easiest thing in the world. Mm. Um, but you still get people who try and mess you up. And it's like, okay, which I think makes it slightly better. Mm. Just like, go on then, do that monkey boy. <laughs> and you're normally like four steps ahead. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that helped you in like real life? Like, did you become more confident just generally in your like uh, demeanor and the way you were able to approach people just because? I just talked to everyone. It's just like, yeah, why not? It's like if someone goes to you, go, go to like networking events. It's like, mm. yeah, but I network every day of my life when I go out. <laughs> during lockdown because we couldn't road test the normal way I was walking the dog in the park and one day I'm walking the dog in the park don't have my magic man in London t-shirt on or anything I get talking to this woman I go let's do this stick trick I go do you know what this is she's like no so you've now got a random stranger in the park who's gone out a white stick and gone do you know what this is <laughs> she goes no and then I grabbed the pen and this is like 
Right, I'm going to do the trick and everything she would like. Wasn't expecting that. I don't have to tell my husband when I get home. I won't be very careful how you phrase that. <laughs> if you go, this man came up to me in the park, got his stick out, drew on it, and then it was disappearing, yeah. things were coming back, and at the end I had a look at it and shook it, and it still didn't work. <laughs> there you go, for business cards. Oh, yeah, he, was, yeah. he had it in his hand and he was waving it around. And... Yeah, and then he rubbed it off, yeah. <laughs> and then he flicked it and it jumped up to the top. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely not a PG thirteen. It's not that. <laughs> not that that really matters. Yeah, but um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to do a couple of couple of card tricks now since you brought? Why not? Game. I tell you what. Don't give those a shuffle first. Don't think I'm cheating or anything. Yes, of course I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you didn't tell me who your uh, apart from your dad then who were your comedy comedy or not comedy sorry your uh, so there's a chap called John Carney from the states who I think is probably one of the best type of hand magicians in the world. Um, and I've seen him live once. Um, and he did a show in London and he did a lecture like the next day. And I watched the show and I sat down within the first 30 seconds. I just switched off my magic brain. Just going, just enjoy this. Mm. It's like you're watching one of the best in the world. And it was right in front of you. And it's like, how? And it gives us that amazing feeling. Because when we're performing, we enjoy it and everything, but you don't get that same buzz that you get from watching it. Mm. And it's like, this is what everyone else experiences mm. without us. Like, we get fooled occasionally. And it's a lovely moment. Um, How easy do you find that to, to, to switch off? Because like, I know that, like, personally, so, um, not that I'm particularly great, but like, yeah. I, so I play guitar and sing sometimes. And like, before, before COVID, and, you know, I would have had, I'd had a residency at one point, yeah. like, just in a restaurant. And, um, like I've performed enough to, to understand like yeah. what at least what it is to be on stage performing. But then a lot of the time when I'm watching bands, I find myself and this isn't like a it doesn't it doesn't like detract from 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 the the, the experience of what you're watching. Yeah. But um I find myself like noticing things that I know other people aren't watching. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like do you find it easy to switch your sort of magic brain off where you, you kinda you you're picturing what's going on behind the curtain. No, you can just literally switch it off. Just go, just enjoy this. It doesn't happen very often, so just enjoy it. And normally your brain's one step ahead of you, so it's already turned off. Mm. Um, yeah, let's do this one. This one's fun. Uh, as we go through, uh, just say stop for me. Stop. Cool, take that, have a look, remember it for me. If you want to show me, it makes my life easier. <laughs> uh, and then just put it back for me. Whenever. Right there. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you remember it? Uh, I do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's on camera. It's, it's, it's on camera. Uh, <laughs> black card, yes? It was, yeah. Uh, fairly high in value? Oh, no. No, okay. Uh, where is it? I'll tell you what. Try and find it for me. Uh, just reach in and grab one. This. Cool. How did we do? Uh, oh, we didn't. We Let's have a look. Proof. There we oh, go. what did we get? Someone. Oh, that's the three of hearts. I'll tell you what, hold your fingers like this, pinch, don't let go. Put the three of hearts in, don't let go. What was yours? Oh, the four of clubs. Fuck you. <laughs> there we are. There you go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, going back to what I was saying earlier, when it happens in your hand and you're like, I didn't let go. Yeah, there's that beautiful moment. Because if you can't, it's like, if it just comes out, it's like, okay, it's good, but it's, 
it's too perfect. Mm. Whereas getting you to hold on to it and you know it's not. Mm. And then there's that moment where I snap my fingers and I say nothing. And that's where your brain's going, no. And nothing I do can beat that moment. <laughs> so, yeah. But look, if we give this a quick shuffle, uh, you can track where the four is, by the way. Yeah? Look, try and find it for me. Uh, just grab one. See, I don't have to do anything. We'll do it one more time. Are you happy this is a genuine shuffle, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, just remember where it is. It's simple, isn't it? No. Reach in, just like, grab one. <laughs> Look at that for a trick. <laughs> this is not funny, but it's Irish. <laughs> no, no. Uh, give me a number. Um, let's go for nine. Why? Why not? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So this is number ten, yes? Yes. This is number nine, this is number eight? Yes. This is not funny. <laughs> this is it, it, it blows my mind. I know this is the this is the this is the part that I think like gets people. It's like I know that you're doing something, and I know that you. Okay, we'll do nothing. Just cut the pack while you're talking. Okay. So just cut them anyway. Like and put oh, here. Cool. Any reason you cut where you did? You felt like it. Yeah. But you could have cut deeper or whatever. I could, yeah. And it didn't influence you in any way. No, I mean, I don't think so. You could be playing serious, mind. I could be. So could it's be. like, this, this is like paper face. Have a look where you cut. Yeah. Are you forcing the pick there? No. No? No, I'm using a bucket load of misdirection, but psychology at the same time. So yeah, let's try another one. Uh, grab one. Cool, have a look. Remember it, show the camera. Uh, and then put it back. <laughs> you're, you're not trusting me now. How far down would no, you I'm say it was? Because it's the same card again, like earlier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How far down would you say it was? Oh, that's about forty percent of the cool, way. Put your hand up for me. Uh, put your other hand on top, and then square everything. So at the moment, it's what halfway down? Yeah, you said that. And this, I do this. Where is it now? Can I have that? Once again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just wild, man. Like you, you, you really are just like. It's not fair, is it? No, it's not fair. It's it's really not fair. Yeah, and we're slowing everything down. Yeah, it's like look, we're proving. It's like look, how far down is it? And I'm doing nothing. I'm literally. If I suddenly went, it's halfway down, and then I squared the pack, I could do something. Yeah, but I'm literally putting it in your hand. So you can see it. So you're doing it all for me. Like, I mean, I know in the back of my mind, or in the front of my mind, <laughs> that by the time you've given it to me, you've already fucked with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't see where you're doing that. <laughs> like, because I know that like, by the time you've given it to me, it's already happened, right? Uh, not always. No? No. Why not? Like, yeah. In what, I don't know. Is this, is this some real, like, like, wizard shit then? Oh, God, yeah. Forget Harry Potter. 
in, in your CGI to magic. Uh, I come along and just like, yeah, just need these. Uh, <laughs> white stick, basically. But I do have a magic wand at home that I do use. No, not that kind. <laughs> oh, I bet that plays at fucking Hindus. Yes. Yep. I'm going to get my magic wand out. Ooh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> grab it from a hat. Yeah, not suitable for kids' parties. No. Uh, Mummy, what's that? No. <laughs> but yeah, it's just about having fun and not caring about it at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> let's do this one because I know this one's going to freak you out. Okay. So here we go. We've got the two Jokers. Yeah. And the two Jokers start off life in the pocket. Yeah? Yeah. And then you just grab one. That's the four cards I have no responsibility. Okay, it's not the four cool. cards. Uh, put it back for me. Cool, I can tell you one thing about your card. It's not a joker. No. Do you know how I know that? Well, because jokers are in your pocket. They're in the pocket. Uh, are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Cool, hold your right hand out for me. Cool, put your other hand on top. What I want to do is think about your card. Okay. Cool, now you thinking about it? Hang on. Can you reach from out there? Mm. Can you see it? I mean, sure. That's oh, so it's that way around. Two of clubs, yes? Yes. But then no, you I can... think it's the other way around, though. I'm oh, sorry. You've got it upside down as well. Oh, sorry. We can keep it upside down because then we can throw it in between the jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, people. And again, I know that you I know that you've fucked with it before, <laughs> before I have it in my hand. But I cannot get my... <laughs> This is why magic needs to be experienced in the real world rather than through like social media. Social media, if you go on my Instagram, there's loads of magic and it's mm. great. But nothing will ever be doing it on someone. That's handed wrong, but we'll go with that. Putting <laughs> <laughs> it on someone, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Because the, the, whenever you see magic that's done, especially when it's done on social media, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, whatever, the uh, the initial reaction is, well, okay, they've done some, something with There's it. an edit or yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's an edit. Yeah. That's, that's the, just the immediate reaction from people. Yeah. Do you not like the magicians that are all about their, their social media platforms and that's where all their tricks come from? Or do you just sort of accept look at, that that's a thing? The problem is I look at some social media magic and say, that's done for the camera. It's like, I know how it's working. So what you're showing them proves it's a fake reaction. Because they're looking at the moment, they're seeing the stuff that, because the way it's filmed. Yeah. You know they're in on it. Mm -hmm. So every trick I've got on my Instagram, there isn't one edit on it. I literally record it and maybe change the colouring a tiny bit. But that's it. There's no edit. Apart from, obviously, you know when you push record and you've got that few seconds. Yeah. I get rid of those. Because otherwise it's one take. And then I might have to retake it, but I don't cut things together. Because the second someone thinks there might be an edit, you've lost the magic. Mm. If you can't do it in the real world, like, there's no trick that I do on my Instagram that I can't do in the real world. Mm. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, there's TV magicians who are like, well, you know who I'm talking about, who I don't think is a great magician. I don't actually classify him as a magician. Okay. Like Dynamo. Um, lots of edits and it's just saying i don't know he doesn't fit into a category mm. um and a lot of the stuff he does you can't do in the real world 
there's a few corporate people I know who booked him for an event a while ago and they wanted to do phone in bottle. Can't really do that in public. Mm. And it's just like, right, if you're gonna do that amazing thing on camera, make sure you can do it as well. Like if someone books you for it. Like a woman years ago saw this stick on Instagram and uh went, Bet you can't do that live. And I went, How much do you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> and she went, I don't know. I said, how about if I turn up and I can't do it, you get the event for free. If I can do it, you pay me double. She was like, yeah, okay. If a magician ever says, if I can't do it in the real world, I'll do it for free, do not take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned up, for walked in the house, did the trick, and she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, yep. And I gave her the stick. She went, you've got to tell me how it works. I went, fine. It's not released yet. It's called the iStick. Um, it's just it's got like electronics and everything inside. She was like, I said, I'll drop you an email as soon as it's available. It doesn't exist. Oh man! And then amazing. I was just pure evil at the end. So she had it sitting on the table with the crosses on, and I got another one out my pocket and put Sharpie on the crosses. Sharpie doesn't come off. So now she sees it on the table as it was when she left it there. Get a phone call a few days later going, can't get the crosses off. <laughs> I went, watch it, I can't rob them off. Well, no, only I can. And then I caught up with her a few weeks later in London and she brought it with me, with her. She went, look, I can't do it. She handed me the stick, I quickly switched it and rubbed them off. Did you ever tell her that, or is it no. the first time she's going to find this out? Yeah, <laughs> she's watching. She's watching. It's like ah, oh, the little bastard. <laughs> yeah, so that's where like the real magic happens when someone goes, "Oh no, you just can't do that." Yeah, just switch it. <laughs> Here's a top tip, though, not for the district. If you put sharpie on something that you didn't mean to, if you go over a whiteboard marker, it comes off. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a good trick. Um, I found that up when I was first coming up with this. I put Sharpie on it and went, how do you get a Sharpie off? And I went, whiteboard marker and it rubs straight off. Yeah. I remember that. There you go. That's a good trick to know. Yeah. Trick you can do at home. Yeah. Just as a slight thing, don't start drawing on all your walls. <laughs> try it. Yeah. Do not try this at home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, here's your 52 inch plasma. Look, mummy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work on all surfaces. So, what do you think of, of people, um, like, say, um, I completely blank on the name now. The guy who went up into the sky in the balloons. Oh, um, uh, David Blaine. Yeah. Oh, I forget the name. Yeah. What do you think? What do you do? You, do you class a lot of what he does as magic because he obviously markets himself a magician. Yeah. He does do like some magic as so well. So his street specials were great, and then he started doing these stupid stunts like, "Oh look, here I am in Perspex Box by Tower Bridge." The only good thing about that is when someone got a drone and flew a Big Mac up and landed it on top. <laughs> it's like, oh, do it in America, they will lap it up. Over here, it's just like, oh, that's a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like freezing himself in a block of ice. It's like, that's a stunt. That's not magic. Mm. Um, you don't need anyone there for that. Mm. And then remember the one he did, I think, again in London, where he's standing on all those boxes. Like, what's the point? Yeah, that's not. That's a stupidity. Mm. 
I'm just like, yeah, no thanks. I used to like him, and then I met him a few times at a few magic conventions. Yeah, you're better off watching him on TV. Really? Yeah. Is he not that good in person? Well, no, he doesn't do anything. He really? just sits there. And it's like, okay. Yeah, fine. I mean, what did he, he went, he went on, um, he went on Joe Rogan and he did that, that trick um, that he had the, or was that the he spoiled, frog or something? the frog. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, blew my mind a little bit. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But again, I don't feel like it's magic. No. In that sense, it's, it's like you're doing a cool trick. Yeah. Like, don't you've, get me wrong. You've learned cool how to regurgitate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a trick I'm working on at the moment that I used to, and again, because I didn't practice it, I forgot it. And you see it in Covent Garden quite a lot. They get a big balloon, like, you know, when it goes up to like this height, yeah. and they swallow it. And it's epic. And the amount of jokes you get with it as well. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to start relearning that one because mm-hmm. there's some beautiful lines that go with it. Um, like, does it come back? It's like, yes, yeah, 12 hour turnaround. Goes in blue, comes out brown. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever try any of those? Like, how much? How much of the those sort of like that crossover between like physical feats and and magic do you do? Like, so you said you did the blockhead one. Is that the only one you do? Because I don't know. There's very few blockhead. I haven't done in years because um, it didn't fit my style anymore. And then everyone started doing it. And when everyone starts doing it, it's the time to stop it. Because otherwise it's like, oh, did he get it off so-and-so? And unless you can make it massively different, yeah, it's been done. Um, like the white stick, no one else really does it. Mm. And it's my little baby ring, and it's like, I've done it like 8,000 times and still love it. And I think that's the key to a good trick. If you can do it for years upon years and still love it, yeah, it's a keeper. Mm. Like how much how much room for... Um doing it yourself or like coming up with your own tricks even is how much is that possible? Because obviously magic's been around a long time. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> there's been a lot of things already done. Yes. How difficult do you find it to come up with something like original or are you mostly trying to find new twists on classics? So the stuff that you come up with completely by mistake is some of the best stuff. Right. Without thinking example. About uh do a trick with a party popper oh right so you'll be at a party you get someone to choose a card sign it uh and then they throw you a party popper and you open up you know the cardboard on the bottom and the inside is their signed card uh that was me one day at an event not working saw a party popper and went oh this might be fun no idea on method though so you just try it and fail like abysmally mm-hmm. So, okay, but there's something there. Mm. And then you just go to the pound land, buy all the party poppers you can find, and just sit down and see what you can do. Um, and then sometimes people give you ideas for tricks. And so I do a great one with the lemon. So you ask someone like to borrow a banknote, ideally a 50, because they look the best, and people pay attention to the trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did it at the Langham Hotel like, before COVID was really a thing. And I'm about to leave, and I'm like, can you do one more? And they start, does anyone have a 50 pound note I can borrow? And the chat goes, yeah. So I take the bank note. And That's corporate uh, events. Nearly, I'm going to guess, then, with the 50s. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have a fiver? Yeah. Fives <laughs> um, work, but 50s are more important. And yeah, even if you're wealthy, a 50 still, you want to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, and I take the 50 and fold it a few times and turn it into a 10. And he went, I gave you a 50. I went, didn't you give me a 20? 
And he's like, no, don't give you a 15. He's like, we'll come back to it, don't worry. And they've signed it. <laughs> and then you do a few more tricks. like, where's the 15? I was like, don't worry, we'll come back to it. Yeah, I've got to go now. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, where's my 15? I went, have a gin and tonic. He's like, what? I said, I'll have a gin and tonic, thanks. And he goes, okay. And he goes to the barman, he's like, have a gin and tonic. And the barman goes, we're out of lemons. He's like, I oh, don't mind, there's a bowl for in the next room. So he goes, comes back with the lemon, gives it to the barman. The barman cuts the lemon open and signs 50 pound notes inside. The barman looks at me. I'm like, I didn't do anything. He just grabbed the lemon. And the chat goes, I'll be back in a minute. Where are you going? He says, get the rest of the lemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. incredible. And he comes back with like 20 lemons and starts cutting them open. It's like, I'm going to leave on that note. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That note, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, and he did actually let me keep it. Which is nice. Oh, yeah. that's nice of him. Yeah. Is it still legal tender if it's signed? Yeah. I think so, anyway. <laughs> it's like, I did one a few weeks ago, you know, when the new 50s came out. I was up in town. And I didn't. I'm not that rich. I didn't I didn't realise that. <laughs> that magicians keep an eye on banknotes. Because there used to be great tricks we could do with the paper ones, like tearing the corner off. Mm. Can't do that now. Mm. Oh, you can get yeah, scissors. And, yeah, the horrible things. Uh, and the chat gives me a 50 pound note, and it's one of the old ones. When have you updated your banknotes? I was like, what do you mean? I said, well, have you updated them? Right. Like, no, I said, well, you know the old banknote. I've got the new banknotes inside. He's like, what do you mean? So I folded it in front of him, open it up, and it's one of the new ones. And he's like, I said, there you go, there's your note back. And he's like, is that a genuine note? I went, yeah, of course it is. And he's like, yeah, can I have my other one back? I was like, yeah. So I just folded it up, unfolded it again, and gave him his paper one back. Like, yeah, and went next time you do that, he says, I'm checking the serial numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so I've now got this image of him kind of going to the bank to pay it in to make sure it's a genuine note. So, so you yeah. get arrested going into the next shop, <laughs> yeah. It. <laughs> it's not my fault. Who gave you this bank note, sir? Magic man, yeah. <laughs> right? Can you come with us? Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Like, was what do you think the most original trick you've ever come up with is? Most original, probably the stick. The stick, yeah, such fun. And like, yeah, and the amount of comedy you can get out of it. Like some of the answers I've had are just like epic. And again, the most at the back of the head. Uh, it's been a dwarf cricket bat, um, <laughs> pregnancy test, COVID test is the latest one. Uh, a little thing you put in your garden, you know, when you're wiping vegetables or whatever. It's like, yeah. See that? Yeah. Um, and when you're doing a hen do and you get it out, it's like, do you know what this is? If they go a pregnancy test, it's like, we'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So, yeah, you bounce off them because they tell you how far you can go. Um, corporate is normally when you can get, like, the really dirty stuff. But I let them start it. Okay. Well, I would, have, I would have. I would have said that the opposite was true. That the corporate ones would have maybe had to be a little more professional. Because I know I've 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 heard from from comedians, especially yeah. that when they go to do corporate gigs, that like unless 
unless you're someone who they literally just know that you're going to be once you well, they get to your level and then yeah. they just know that there's no way they can control what you're going to say like someone like tim dylan goes to a corporate event yeah. it's like you're like you have to be prepared that this man is not going to be like sanitized he will go he will go up there at a corporate gig and insult everyone in the room yeah and he will do that abusively but you know that that's what you're getting so when you first start a corporate gig yeah you've got to be professional and the second they get relaxed and have a few drinks you can almost see them change so okay and you have to pay attention to each group because some will throw out the dirty comments which you can reply to some won't and if they don't you don't return them yeah so someone goes do you know where my card is i'll let them answer it rather than me going guess what i'm gonna do next <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically like you're like laying it up for them to, to, to see how they return it like, yeah i guess that's probably the, the point of you you gotta try and you've got to try and create like the most open-ended questions that you can have in order for them to jump at the chance to to be as filthy as they want to be it's also the tone of which you say it so if you get the stick out and go do you know what this is they're not going to try anything funny because if you get it and go do you know what this is mm. yeah you can almost see their brain going and it's like it's not that <laughs> which automatically puts a dirty thought into their head mm. yeah see that and that's how you read them so that's kind of where you decide what tricks you're going to do okay so right. yeah, but then then does it i guess you maybe have like a okay well this trick worked then i'm gonna have to go to the then i know where it's gonna go with this one yeah like that you're you're sort of like moving yourself along a, a track that you've maybe you understand what one follows which one best like almost like a dj like right okay. well you don't really think about it that's when you know you're quite good when it just happens it just flows and people go oh, look at the way it flowed and you're like yeah it's lucky in that because <laughs> if you have to think about it it's normally when you mess up. Mm. So I know what I'm capable of, but it's it's reading those people. That's the key to it. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get yeah, I guess it's again it's a it's a lot about psychology, like you're you're understanding yeah. what works with what certain types of people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did did you always was that always something you were interested in? In in like like figuring out people, or is that something that came along with the craft of learning? Not really sure. I think it just kind of it suddenly happens and you're not aware of it and then you are mm. it's just like, okay yeah i like messing with people's heads like have fun like psychologically um so some things you can do to really mess with people's heads next time you get into a lift um you know when you walk into a lift and you turn around don't um and then if they're uncomfortable with that you can then start saying lines such as how strong do you reckon these cables are uh, when you go to Starbucks, they'll love me for this. Um, you know they've got their name badges. When they go, can I take your name to put on the cup? Uh, if you want to brand it, just say Magic Man. Not if you're not, obviously. Uh, but say their name. So whether they're male or female. So if the woman serving you is called Sophie, and they go, can I take your name? Just say Sophie with a straight face. Confuses the hell out of them. Uh, when you're putting your PIN number in somewhere, shout out a random four-digit number. Uh, when asking for directions and you know you're going the right way, if someone goes, oh, it's down there on the left, just walk the other way. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have the time to spare to go the wrong way, though. Oh, it doesn't have to be far. Mm -hmm. No. 
yeah, it's just that first moment where they go, what just happened? Yeah, um, it's just so many. I might write a mini book or something. Here's 20 things that you can do to make it socially awkward. That would yeah. be brilliant. Whatever you do, don't walk up to a random policewoman going, can I, Can you handcuff me? I've got something to show you. <laughs> do you want to tell that story? I know you um, through it earlier. Do, do you want to tell that one? Do I want to tell that one? Um, yeah, why not? I might leave a couple of bits out. So I was in London years ago with a group of friends, and they know I have no fear factor. It's like, I'll do pretty much anything within the law. Uh, and it's a trick I do with handcuffs that came from a hen party. Uh, again, kind of by accident. I was doing it and thought, oh, I've got something here. Um, and I walked up to this policewoman who was quite nice. I went, can you handcuff me? I've got something that I want to show you. And she was like, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> don't try this now, by the way. Um, she's like, okay. I said, I've got something I shouldn't have and something that's fun. Um, and she's like, right. So she gets her handcuffs out, whacks them on. I went, right, in my back pocket, I've got a package. Take them out. Don't go for the other pocket. So she takes back cards out. I said, well, great, start shuffling. So shuff and I go, no, you shuffle like this. And she's like, oh, okay. And then I go, look, just grab one. And all of a sudden, she goes, where are the handcuffs? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I don't know. Um, she's like, no, seriously, where are they? I said, take a guess. Again, this is not something that I would encourage you to do in London, especially at the moment. Uh, yeah, they're a little And before, one thing I forgot, before I started, is I got a handcuff key as well. So I give her the handcuffs back, but I got my own pair, but her pair were better. So I produce the handcuffs, give them back to her, but I'm giving her my pair. Um, <laughs> the story doesn't like it. it it's still funny. Yeah. So basically, she's like checking and she puts them back, and they are genuine police handcuffs. I got hold of them. Don't ask me how. Same um, way, so I got the key. <laughs> and she goes, Thanks. And I wander off. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that feels illegal, but isn't. Um, and this is so many years ago, and I can't remember the policewoman's name, but if she is listening, you've still got your handcuffs. <laughs> they still have them. Yeah. Well, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So do you want to do um, one or two more tricks then for us before we, uh, before we wrap up? Here we go. Uh, name a card for me. Um, the Ace of Diamonds. Ace or eight? Ace. Oh, no, that would have been lucky, wouldn't it? It would have been. Yeah, yeah damn it. <laughs> Here we go. First of all, let's it this way. Uh, just grab one. Cool. Have a look. Remember, I'll tell you what. Uh, can you sign your name on it for me? Don't mind what the card is already. Oh, yeah, <laughs> cool. Right, if you can just recap the pen as well. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Did I say sign your name or draw a picture? Sign my name. Oh, sorry, my mistake. I normally draw a picture. Uh, how far down would you say the Ace of Diamonds was? Just the top? There. How far down? No, it's about Cool. And if we give it a shuffle. Oh. Don't tell me now, little one. If I give it a shuffle, how far down? I'd say the exact same place. 
I'll tell you what, we'll start again. Remember when you signed your name on a card? Here we go. Uh, cut the pack for me wherever you like. Yeah. Ace of Diamonds go in and then we can push it in all the way. Little cut. Means we can make it come out. Mm. But that's the easy part. The hard part's making it invisible. Can you see it? I mean, figuratively. Only I can, because I'm special like that. And then okay. we can throw it on top of your pile. Okay. No, we'll do it slowly. Uh, just put it back for me. Watch this time, we can even keep an eye on it. So say stop. Stop. Here? Yeah, right there. Cool, push it in all the way for me. Cool, watch carefully. <laughs> now here's, <laughs> here's a question. Would you rather be lucky or skillful? Lucky. Correct answer. Do you know why? Give those a shuffle for me. So why would I rather be lucky than skillful? As you can see, this is why I was doing the counting tricks. Yeah. <laughs> so being skillful means if we can do that and that's your car, that's a good trick. Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what skill looks like. That would be a good trick. Anyway. Which is why it isn't. Do you know what being lucky looks like? No. Can you reach that or not? Probably. Uh, yeah. Reach into my jacket for me. You find the wallet. Put the wallet out. Oh. Perfect. Now inside the wallet is a zipper compartment. Inside the zipping point is one card and one card only. Chip it out for the rest. It's not fair, is it? And it is, that is your card. It is my card. I yeah. did sign it. Here we go. Look, we'll do it one more time. Uh, hold your hand out for me. Uh, I did need this one. Uh, and then put your other hand on top. Just the idea. If I can reach in and grab your card, is that a good trick? I'd say that's a pretty good trick. I need a tiny bit of wiggle room. Now, if that's your car, that's a good trick, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a easy trick. part. The half part's making the rest of the pack disappear. <laughs> check it out, have a look. How much am I going to swear when I check this out? Probably quite a lot. This is just ridiculous. Look at this. The invisible deck. <laughs> So I understand how you might have got it in my hand, right? I don't understand where the other fucking pack went. No, no. <laughs> That's why I got the window open. Some poor sword outside is like, boom! He's going to break the window. Like <laughs> yeah, so you know earlier when you guys had the trick ever gone wrong? Uh, yeah, but it wasn't my fault. I was in a bar in London uh, and I was in the card through window uh, with the signed card. So I get the card, put it in, sell the tape, not sell the tape, I left it behind the deck. Throw it towards the window, and the window smashes. Smashes. I'm like, well, your card is on the other side of the window. Um, so yeah, and it's nothing we can do about it. We don't know a window's in a break. Uh, it looked amazing. Uh, another drinks one I was doing for a big company. There's one I do with like shot glass, like metal measures, uh, and at the end there's a big burst of fire. I didn't know someone spilled vodka on the table. Ah. <laughs> So a woman's leaning in, mm. and I went, you might want to step back a tiny bit, not knowing the vodka. A tiny bit of the paper when I was on fire, touched the table. <laughs> so, vroom, like, I need to do that every time. <laughs> oh. I mean, the best, yeah. 
There's a few tricks you can learn as a bartender, but like yeah. with fire and stuff like cinnamon spray. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Oh, am I gonna am I gonna teach you Ooh. something? So cinnamon like like it gives you like a like a burst of flames. It's like it's so say say something's um, like burning a little bit and you throw cinnamon on it. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, because I, I do I do it for a trick. Uh, not a trick. So I, uh, a drink that I make is called an Olympic flame. It was invented by my boss that I used to work for in Austria, um, and he he made it because the Olympics was in the resort where I worked for a couple of years. Okay. Um, but like back in the day. Yeah. But he invented it back in the day. So it's just like, it's it's like a whole bunch of rums and juices and stuff. And it's like a shot. And you get an orange wedge, um, a sugar cube, and you douse the sugar cube in 80% rum, light the sugar oh. cube on fire, and then it sort of slowly melts on top of the orange Wait, wedge. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but then if you throw the cinnamon at the flame, then it goes like... Guess what I'm doing when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it that the that like custard powder works as well, but I haven't tried it with that. I but know I've got cinnamon good. at home. Custard powder. It's like, what do you need this for? So <laughs> I can't tell you that. <laughs> no, yeah, try that out, man. It's it's a good one because yeah, it's it's always fun. Gets like a little nice. The other the other place I've seen it done is on zombies for cocktail. You have like a cinnamon shake. <sighs> yeah, and you light the little. Rum thing on fire in the top, and then you shake the thing. Over. It's like, See, magic and cocktails. What more could you want? No, who knows? Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the what's the best trick that you have seen that you either want to try or maybe just don't think you're even capable of attempting? So we were talking about Pen and Teller for us. Yeah, Teller does an amazing one with like the tank, and he goes in, takes the coins out. And then all of a sudden goes in and there's like thousands of goldfish. I don't yeah, want to. I, I don't want to know how it works. Mm. You watch it and go, "That's what I want to do," but I don't want to do it because I don't want to know how it works. Mm. I have an idea, but I don't want to prove it. Mm. Yeah. What trick would you do if you went on Foolas? There's a card trick I used to do, and I do it on rare occasions, but it takes like six minutes. And it's just like, it's so impossible, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it uses so many different principles that cancel each other out. Okay. So if they try to work it out, you're not going to get there. Have you considered applying? Considered. But you have to tell them how it works. You have to, mm. even if you fool them. Well, not Penn and Tenor, but the people, kind of the consultants on it. Because if they take a guess and you go, no. And it is the right way. Someone needs to know how it works. Okay. And I like the trick too much. Because once it's out there, mm. yeah, no. For a bit of fame. No, thanks. Be cool <laughs> to meet them. I've met them once. Oh, really? Yeah. What was that like? Really cool. However, I've got a pack of cards that are signed by like all the best magicians in the world. I forgot to bring it. I was like, right, I need to meet them again. That would be, yeah. that's, a, that's a great little little sort of momentum yeah. to have. For but you. if you could do real magic, you get a USB stick and download Teller's Ring. Yeah. Just like, come on, just download that. That's what I need. Because <laughs> he doesn't even speak when he's doing it. I'm just like, that's a whole different level. Yeah, just have fun with it. Have fun with life. There you go. Do mm. what you do while you can. So if you've got a retirement plan, just do it now. Why than waiting until you're old enough and you can't do it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Tim Ferriss likes that idea. Yeah. He says you take he takes like many retirements every few years. Yeah. Because he's like, well, you know, I'm gonna, I'd rather do it now while I'm young and able. What is your retirement plan? Like, what, what, how do you how do you envision your career going out? Are you gonna go Houdini style? I reckon when my time's up, I'm gonna go through the pearly gates backwards on fire, going magic rounds here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just have fun on a TV show at some point, working on something. Um, but wait and see what happens with it. It's a magic show that no one's ever done before. Okay, can you tell? Can you tell me more about what the what the idea would be? No, no. <laughs> okay. No, I was talking through with a few people, and we're getting to a good point, and then um, yeah, something happened, like a pandemic. It kind of puts the spanner in the works. Mm, a little bit. Um, which was actually good timing because it was wasn't going the way I thought it was going and it gave me time to reevaluate whether I still wanted to do it and what route I wanted to take. Mm. So yeah, it will happen would it happen in the next three years? Dunno. It will it will happen when it's meant to happen. Um and I'll tell everyone about it. I'm sure you will. Yeah. So um final thing then, what what would be your your words of wisdom to aspiring magicians or someone who thinks maybe they want to try it and hasn't dabbled yet or yeah just people 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 starting out find a magician you like find out why you like them and then just start doing it to everyone you know learn the basics of magic uh, learn the rules because then you can break them okay rather than just being lucky um, just have fun doing it if you need any advice like jump on instagram drop me a message i'll tell you the why places to go. Uh, if you've got a magic club near you, join that. Because, yeah, that will give you your passion that you need. Um, if you're in it for the money, don't get into it. If you're in it for the just the enjoyment you get out of it, it's the best job in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> what are the basics of magic? Like, what, is the, what are the rules that you have to learn to break? Uh, rule number one is practice. Practice, and then practice even more. You can't and break then, that one. Huh? You can't break that one. Uh, you can to a certain degree. You don't need to practice everything that goes into a trick. Uh, that's another top thing. Find tricks you like and learn those. You don't need hundreds of tricks. Have five or six really good ones mm. that people know you for. Um, and try and do it in people's hands. So much better. And don't be cocky about it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Best right. job in the world. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, any problems, I'm on Instagram, like to Magic Man London, shoot me a message, I'll tell you where to start. Right. Well, um, links will be in the description below for yep. all that stuff. Um, people check you out um, to be, have their mind blown. And are you got any shows coming up? Not at the moment. No, just like corporate events. Um, if you're planning Christmas parties, yeah, give me a buzz. Um, there you go. You people heard. need to get out now and see it. We're fed up of online. And it's so much better in the real world. As is everything, yeah. I think. <laughs> but um, anyway, David, Magic Man, thank you very much. It's, it's been, been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the show. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.